Welcome everybody to today's B-side episode. I'm doing this a little bit differently than I've done this before in the past. And when I say a little bit differently, I mean, I'm doing this like way differently. Uh, I'm a little nervous, to be honest. I have not done a true solo show ever. I used to do the weekly rundown for the patrons. That was up for several months, but that was kind of a different format. I was just kind of doing little clips here and there and then pasting them together in post-production to make it sound all neat and tidy. I guess I just blew up my spot, didn't I? If you guys thought I was just railing out those weekly rundowns, if you recall those things, uh, you know, right off the cuff, without any mistakes, without any startovers, without any flubs, well, I just I just blew up my spot, didn't I? Um, oh, well, those were pre-recorded and heavily edited. This is the first time that I'm going to be taking to the microphone live streaming by myself. Uh, we're going to be talking to patrons and people on YouTube. I am live streaming on YouTube right now. Apologies in advance to people on the live stream who are catching this very, very late. I intended to start around four o'clock. It is now damn near five. Uh, we used to do these live streams all the time. And YouTube, like all things tech, has changed tremendously like in the last six to eight months. And the way that I used to do it doesn't work anymore. So I had to kind of put together a last minute patch fix workaround, if you will. My limited tech knowledge uh, was showing. Anyway, on with the show. Today's format is going to be a question and answer sesh. I have solicited comments from patrons out there. I have a handful of really good ones. You guys are, aren't, aren't going to make this easy for me, uh, but I hope that it is mutually beneficial in some way. You guys learn something and hear my thoughts unadulterated, unfiltered through the lens of a guest, an interview, if you will. Uh, I don't get a chance to just kind of talk to my audience, talk to the patrons, just one-on-one, right? You know, just me. This is Adam. Hey, hey, guy. hey, patron. How are you? It's me, Adam. It's just me and you today. Uh, It's really great to be able to spend quality time. (laughs) But no, but really, you guys don't get to hear, you know, my unfiltered, unadulterated opinion on a lot of things sometimes because I have to kind of filter myself through my guests. You know, I that might surprise some of you uh, who think that I always speak my mind no matter what Uh, I do when appropriate. Um, I bring my guests on the show. I don't pay them anything. They do it free of charge. You know, oftentimes they have a book to promote or they're trying to get out there. So it's mutually beneficial in that respect, but I'm not paying them anything. And so I don't bring them here to debate tough issues. So I come with my, I come on my best behavior when it comes to guests that I might have some disagreements with. Oftentimes, you know, because I get to hand select my guests, you know, I I bring on people that I have almost no disagreements with. We may have, uh, we may differ in framing. We may differ in various tactical, strategical, discursive uh, frameworks, if you will, but there are any major, major differences. So in today's show, you're going to just hear, uh, it's just me, baby. It's just Adam. So let's get into it. Let me pull up some of these questions. I had some really, really great ones coming in from patrons. If you are listening to the live stream on YouTube right now, as we speak, there are a small handful of you. I know this is kind of in the middle of the day. Some of you are just about to make your commute home or you're just about to start your shift. If you're a service worker, like the majority of us out there, uh, this might not be a good time for you, but I just thought I would tune in 
and uh, catch me if you can. If not, uh, as most of you are already listening at this point and will have known by now, this will go up as a B-side recording for the patrons. So don't worry if you miss out. Uh, You'll have ample opportunities to listen to it on your podcast feed. And by the way, most of you know this, I think, but these B-sides are available to patrons only, as you know. And you as patrons, uh, made available through patreon.com, have access to a patron only, a unique RSS feed. So if you don't know what that means, an RSS feed is basically a link and you can cut and paste it into iTunes or your podcast catcher, your podcast player app on Android or whatever, what have you. I use podcast addict, aptly titled because I am a podcast addict. Anyway, you take that RSS key the link, the URL, and you paste it into the player and then voila, all of your custom delivered B-sides that get delivered through Patreon will show up in your iTunes feed or your podcast addict feed. Now, most of y'all know that, I think, but there's a surprising number of people who have to suffer through this horrendous fucking Patreon app when it comes to listening to these B-sides and it's miserable. It's not a good service. So by all means, uh, get that RSS feed. Shoot me a message on Patreon if you don't know how to do that because they'll show up on your, on, your, on your iTunes on a weekly basis and you won't have to lift a fucking finger. It's a beautiful thing and it's much more user-friendly and you're used to that. So you pay for it. You deserve it. Uh, yeah, hit me up if you don't know how to do that. A surprising number of people have been around for years and still don't know how to get their own custom RSS feed from patreon.com. All right, I've got some really great questions. Let's go ahead and get to it. Just a second. I'm going to pull these up on my laptop. Producer Bob did not show up today. Uh, he called in sick. Uh, no, there, there's no producer Bob. We don't. Uh, it's just me, baby. All right. These questions are all over the map today. Uh, the first one has to do with the election. I got a couple versions of this question. I'm going to read one that um, I think is probably the most direct and certainly like the least hysterical of the bunch. Uh, I, I put my you know despair on full display over the course of the last several weeks. I've been just all hands on deck when it comes to just standing for Bernie Sanders, for Bernard, uh, America's uh, dad in the words of Kyle Kalinske. Uh, I think it's go time. It's do or die with this. We've got four months until the first primaries and caucuses go down and we've got to be all hands on deck. So I've, I've put my anxiety, my neuroses, my despair, even in the wake of the last couple of polls that have come out, I've put that out on full display. So I, I can hardly fault anybody for being concerned about the way that Liz Warren is surging in the polls right now. But this question comes specifically from labor socialist who asks, it now looks increasingly like that Warren will be the democratic nominee. How should the socialist left respond critical support or run an independent socialist candidate? It would be odd for socialists to support someone who is capitalist to their bones. And that's the end of the question. Thanks, Labor Socialist, for that. Uh, It's a measured question. I do have to take fault with your premise. That being, it now looks increasingly likely that Warren will be the Democratic nominee. We don't know that. 
And if you just look at the numbers, if you play the horse race, which as I mentioned with Ben Burgess, there are a lot of problems with the motherfucking horse race people. We got to, you know, as you walk out into the horse track, you know, you're going to be knee deep in horse shit real fast, as I like to say. But if we're going to play the horse race game, it looks increasingly likely that Joe Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee. Now, that might sound completely insane to some of you because his bloody eye, his Botox face, his dentures that he's going to spit across the stage at some point, uh, his uh, completely off-the-wall comments about kids listening to record players these days, uh, his inability to recall his running mate, Barack Obama's name on the campaign trail, his waffling about the, you know what happened at the World's Fair in 1936, notwithstanding Joe Biden is still immensely popular with the normies. I mean, how could he not be? He was, a, he was the VP uh, for Barack Obama, who was already one of the most popular presidents of all time. And now with two or three years of Trump in our rearview mirror, we are pining for normalcy. And so the normies do not. The normies, by the way, I'm going to steal Amber Ali Frost's definition here that she put forward on my show and and many others, and I agree with it. It's something I've said more or less along the lines of, of this way, but it's very concise. Pardon me. Normies are people for whom politics um, is not is not essentially a vocation, right? People who just uh, interact with elections on a, a very sporadic, uh, irregular basis and go about their business. Normies love Joe Biden right now. He's up 30 points in South Carolina. It looks like he's going to be doing very, very well on Super Tuesday. Now, sure, the early, uh, the early primaries seem to favor Warren and Sanders. But if he can make it through the first wave of primaries, which he will, uh, Super Tuesday is going to be very kind to him. So Biden is by no means out of this thing, and he is still very much the front runner, and we should not forget that. Uh, first of all, because normies don't pay attention uh, to the discourse, capital T, capital D, in the same way that we do, they're not swarmed by this Warren versus Sanders nonsense. And in fact, they would most likely raise an eyebrow at you know who who the hell either one of those two people even are, aside from these kind of radical whack jobs that they hear about in the mainstream media every now and then. So they have a very, uh, you know, a far more shallow engagement. And I don't say, say that in any judgmental way. I think you guys know that I'm, I'm very pro-normie in a lot of senses. However, they are far more under the sway of the mainstream media right now. And remember, while Joe Biden was, you know, harping on about uh, kids listening to record players in classrooms these days, uh, the mainstream media was fawning over that performance, saying that he won the debate saying that he successfully made the case that he is, you know, the, the president in waiting. So labor socialists, the first thing I would say to respond to that question and something that we shouldn't forget about and I shouldn't forget about being that I'm, you know, sort of wringing my hands over the prospect of Elizabeth Warren whitewashing principal democratic socialist policies. What we shouldn't forget is that Joe Biden is still very much the front runner right now. And it looks like although his donor base is waning a little bit, that name recognition uh, and that eight-year buddy comedy that he co-starred in with Barack Obama it makes him still very uh, popular and likable amongst the broader uh, populace. And that's an uphill battle, not only for Bernie Sanders, but also for Elizabeth Warren if they want to make it uh, into, the, into the sort of middle range of the primary and caucus season. 
Um, I think the first round of primaries, at least historically in recent history, the first round of primaries has has been kind to outliers. Um, we're talking about New Hampshire here. We're talking about Nevada. We're talking about some other states. Um, we're not talking about the sort of bread and butter Democratic blue state, uh, you know, South South Kakalaki, uh, California, uh, some of these other states, Chicago, right? Um, so we'll see. Anyway, how should the socialist left respond if I, I'll, I'll, I'll add, I will amend that first uh, sentence? How should the socialist left respond if Warren gets the, the Democratic nomination? Critical support or run an independent socialist candidate? I think for a number of reasons, we are not in a position right now to run an independent socialist candidate. And I'll tell you why. Um, no, I won't tell you why. I'm going to have a series of episodes over the course of the next month addressing that very question. I'm going to have Dustin Guastella on. He has written a fantastic uh, um, uh, and very long co-written an essay for Catalyst about uh, the kind of history and the future of independent socialist parties in the United States. I'm going to have Adam Hilton back on, who is a political scientist, historian of the Democratic Party of the United States as well. People uh, will, of course, be familiar with him by now. He was in my State Theory series, and I've replayed that episode uh, at many times when this question of the Democratic Party, can we take it over? Can we build an independent socialist party? Whenever that question arises, I like to re- re-air that episode on the podcast feed. I think it's very useful and it grounds us in a historical kind of structural um, you know, conversation rather than just saying like what we would like to happen. So let me answer that question. Would I like for us to have a strong, successful, uh, grounded, independent socialist party independent socialist candidate in this country, in the United States? Hell yes. You bet your sweet ass I would. But as the political terrain stands today, uh, we would not have the uh, organic base of support from broader society, from the traditional working class uh, institutions in order to be able to pull that off. Organized labor uh, would, would go for the Democratic candidate. And we would be out on a limb with a series of, uh, you know, I don't know, extremely online grad students, uh, a handful of principled, you know, radicals in in some of these grassroots movements and grassroots organizations and some of these uh, sort of militant, semi-fringe actors in the labor movement, right? And I don't say fringe actors in a derogatory way. Uh, That's me. (laughs) I'm talking about me. And, and you, likely, right? You, you guys, you all fall under that uh, one of those categories that I just mapped out. And we would be alone on an island. Now, <clears throat> I can already hear your objections. Is this a cal- could that potentially be a calculated retreat, a calculated loss, a calculated failure, which could produce uh, positive outcomes into the future? Maybe. I'm totally down for having that conversation. But right now, with the enthusiasm that has cohered around the Bernie Sanders project, inside, adjacent to, and outside the Democratic Party, I think we would really squander that if we sort of took all our ball home. Uh, if, we, if we picked up our ball and went home, rather. 
all of the threats of the Democratic Party's stink getting all over you, notwithstanding, right? It's like a pigsty. You know, you can hang out. Pigs are kind of cute up close. You know, they're even a little cuddly. But if they haven't bathed in a while, you stick around too long, you're going to get the stink all over you. That's what the Democratic Party is. And I can I can totally, totally sympathize with people's fear that they're going to smell like shit. That we, the left, have been cozying up to the Democratic Party for too long. That some of that stank is uh, it's going to it's going to stick in our pores. It's going to be hard to get out of our clothes. You know, we're going to have to wash our jeans and like, what do you have to wash them in when you get sprayed by a skunk? V eight tomato juice. Anyway, I understand the anxiety, and I think that this is going to be the beginning of a series of of potentially very heated, but also very productive conversations around what we should or ought to do uh, when we see how things shake up in in the very near future. I've got another question that uh, builds on that one. This one is uh, from a patron as well. All right, here we go. Here's the question. This concludes your free teaser of this week's B-Side. Head over to patreon.com slash deadpundits and subscribe today to hear the rest of this episode and to double your DPS pleasure each week.